Seltzer Kings Podcasts. On today's episode, what you can learn from Lori Beth's ruined love life, finding your husband's secret kink, and LB helps you do drugs. All that and more on today's episode of Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg. Help me out, almighty Lori Beth Denberg. Give me that vital information so I get the red light to do, yeah. The church of Lori Beth is in session and we're reading from the scriptures of battle information. Talk to my goddess and my savior, my LBT. Just tell me what's going on. It's Lori Beth Denberg, and welcome to the Bad Advice Podcast. Woo! With me, as always, is Clark Crozer. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am doing okay. I'm a bit sore. I'm a bit sore. You're a bit sore because? Because I got my second COVID shot. Oh, yeah. It was pretty amazing. I got my second COVID shot in two days ago. Two days ago, and you're still a little sore. Still a little sore, but it's Moderna, so it's like the super vaccine. So it's I'm okay. The, yes, I'm okay being a little sore for the super vaccine. Clark's hulking out very <laughs> slowly. It'd be- then, <laughs> it was funny because remember I told you that there was that older Asian guy that was I was going to ask line. what was your experience this time. So the second time I went. It was clearly, you know, you're told to come back on, you know, everyone's told to come back two weeks from that day. Yes. So I sat down. There was no line this time. Everything was a lot more uh, quick and uh-huh. you're able to get into the uh, doctor's office and you got a shot. But I was waiting in the doctors. They had everyone sitting at the front of each of the doctor's office. So they put a chair right at the door. Oh. So you're not really in the doctor's office. You're just sitting at the doorway. So you're you doctor look- adjacent. Exactly. So you can kind of look around and see the other people waiting in the other rooms. And I definitely saw the old Asian guy. And he, <laughs> I don't think he recognized me at all, but I was like, hey. He just starts talking to you again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm glad what? he came back and got his second shot. Me too. Yeah, he's he seemed... Pretty old. This is what I'm concerned with, or it's like, get the first. Oh, I got my first one, and then put off, especially people in LA who are flaky. Yeah. It's like, I knew I was going to meet you at the movies, but I just (laughs) flaked. It's like, please, people don't flake on your second inoculation against a deadly virus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That was, uh, it's been, yesterday was a lot harder. Today's been a lot easier. A lot easier. But it's still feeling, I still feel a little just body sore. Yeah. But uh, you've been, uh, you've been out of the house. I have been out of the house. I'm a little melancholy. Oh no. Well, because uh, good friends of mine, Tina and Mark. Yeah. Hello, Tina and Mark. Hi, Tina and Mark. They're not listening. Um, They don't need any advice. (laughs) They have a spectacular life. They, um... We're both vaccinated. Okay. Every time I say vaccinated, it sounds like we're talking about dogs. Yeah. Like, I got to take myself to get vaccinated oh. and fixed. <laughs> or babies. Yes. One of the two. Exactly. <laughs> and while, while I'm under for the vaccination, clean my teeth. <laughs> right. Because I, I don't like it when you do it when I'm awake. That's true. Um. So they were both, you know, fully vaccinated and they went to visit Mark's parents in okay. Florida who are old and 
how many more times are they going to get to see them? Sure, sure. So they did that, and I am their go-to house sitter and pet sitter. So it is just one of my favorite places to be in the world. It's in Santa Monica. What are the dogs? The dogs are... She used to have two doggies, but Calvin went to doggy heaven. But so she has Benny, who's this little white fluff ball, cute, who knows what. Okay. She has adopted slash found all of her animals. Nice. That's great. Um, And then I also would walk uh, Sophie, Mm. who lives one house away, not next door, but the next one. Okay. And I would take her and Benny to the park every day. Oh. And then I also... um, Got to sleep and snuggle up with Cotton the cat. Nice. Cotton is such a sweet pea. And there's other cats who just could not give a shit. Right. Sure. Uh, They couldn't care less. (laughs) But the food disappeared. So I've done my job. (laughs) But they have this. Oh, my God. I love it so much. It might be my happy place. Oh. They have this big outdoor uh, patio. Totally covered. Big, long, wooden table with a bench nice outdoor uh furniture like a sectional couch thing nice okay fireplace the kind that you just have to click oh and it goes nice and a big tv where i did watch um some star wars oh right right, right, right. star wars the clone wars yes 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 so i'm inching my way toward finishing that right and Uh, still super good so and i take my computer out there and plug it in i basically live on this outdoor patio while i'm there awesome and then when i'm not in the on the patio i'm in bed with cotton the cat swirled up on me purring like a maniac so so wait how many days were you there i got to be there for like a whole week wow almost a whole week i came last friday and i left you know this morning which happens to be a friday yeah that's right um so yeah i've never there's never gonna be a time when i stay there long enough (laughs) but uh, cotton if you're out there listening i'd be surprised because a you're a cat and b you're really old and deaf So unless that's Wait, our, but if he is, it happens to be listening. Yes. Feel the vibrations of my voice. Cotton. <laughs> You're a good kitty. <laughs> so anyway, but so it was nice and relaxing and it's just really smushy place to be. Oh, that's so great. I'm now so I happy. I have to go back to my regular life. <laughs> Well, uh, uh, Karen called you. We're going to be going to Mexico in like uh, two or three months. That is right. So you get to come here and stay with our boys. I get to stay with Bags and Flinny. There was one time. I don't think it's when you were on the cruise of death. Okay. I don't think that's when it was because there was a time when I stayed here and I was really sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember coming back and. You were talking about how there was just a mountain of used tissues yeah. in your bed. And then I still found like 20 more used yeah. tissues. I around. did try to clean them up. You but did. However, whatever it was, I got so sick. Yeah. This is years ago, a few years yeah. ago. And your dogs were just the sweetest. Flynn, who's the annoying little one, uh-huh. was just the best little you know, puppy under sitting, you know, laying by my feet under the covers. Yeah. Clark and Karen have an awesome, like hardcore sparklitzy machine that yeah. gives like instant, really hot water. So having tea was just a breeze. Yep, yep, yep. Um, 
but so yeah and karen felt so bad she's like i'm so sorry and you're, and i'm like actually being here is like a million times better than being sick at home <laughs> it's like you get to live in your own little spa i do a spa with puppies exactly <laughs> that would be my ideal spa puppy spa <laughs> not well not a spa for puppies it would be that would be a hard one to name because you couldn't do a puppy spa because people would think that it would be a spa for puppies no you you'd would, have to yeah. make a human spa that includes puppies well that would be the puppy's paw <laughs> is that like the monkey's paw there is a burke williams is one of my favorite um spas yeah. from back in the day yeah, when yeah, yeah. we went places and i had money <laughs> But there is a Bark Williams. What? Dog. Yeah, there's a, the same as pho restaurants oh, that yeah, have yeah. like really punny names. Right. Like pho, pho King, King Awesome. Delicious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, or 9021 <laughs> Pho. Right. Or Pho, because that's what everyone's going to call it. Right. There are an equal amount of like delicious punny dog grooming places. Oh, that's pretty awesome. So yeah, but that's among my favorites, Bark Williams. I the only one I remember is I think in somewhere in Granada Hills there was an Indiana Bones. <laughs> I remember Indiana Bones. Oh, I like it. But uh yeah, I guess it must be a big thing. You get your dog back and his face is melted <laughs> off. <laughs> you chose poorly. I told him not to look. <laughs> Okay, well, we're deep into this episode. We haven't even started a question yet. Maybe yeah, we should, are, where are we? In. We should move into these questions here. So, okay. um, I'm very happy you got a, a week uh, to play with your puppies. Yes. That was that sounds fantastic. Um, but let's move on to our first question. And our first question is from a young lady named Nyla. Okay, and Nyla asks. I went to my doctor for my physical and started crying because I am 100 pounds overweight. I was hoping he would put me on a weight loss drug or Adderall to help me lose weight. But instead, he diagnosed me with depression and put me on an antidepressant that has a side effect of weight gain. Do I find another doctor? Ooh, thank you, Nyla. Yeah. I relate to a lot of your questions, unfortunately. <laughs> I would give, I would love nothing more than to be like I have no idea. This is so foreign to me. That would um, be nice. Uh, we've spoken on the show many times about the different reasons people are overweight, yeah. and a lot of that has to do with self soothing and self medication. Yep. To avoid or you know just friggin' escape escape or... and eviscerate feelings. Yep. So. Not knowing you, I mm. mean, we just met, and thank you very much for your question. Yes, yes. Um, your doctor might have, you know, must have seen something in you and in what you told him for him to think that depression was, you know, part of the, the issue. Or if it was a bigger problem than the weight gain. Yeah, it, precisely. That, you know, the weight gain is a symptom of depression or that's one of the things that's you know people don't necessarily understand right cart before the horse yeah and it's like even same as doing drugs same as drinking it's the symptom of the problem right it becomes the problem right. from anybody looking on the outside um and from on the inside when you're just addicted and then you're like well i cannot live without this right. but um i would say you don't necessarily need a new doctor mm. i actually love that i had to switch doctors oh no because i went in on two occasions 
and saw two different doctors from the same practice. Mm. And I went in. I don't know if my ink, I don't know if I had a sore throat, whatever they were. This two complaints on two totally separate visits. Yeah. The first thing they both said to me was, you need bariatric surgery. That was the first thing I have thought a lot about bariatric surgery. Okay. And I've known a lot of people who have had it. Mm. And I know that at least right now, it is not the answer for me mm. because I know that my food and my weight are the symptom of right. the bigger problem. Right. I could get my stomach cut up and, you know, made the size of a shot glass and I'd spend a year throwing up and I would lose 150 pounds. Right. And then I would eat through it. Right. I have friends that have just eaten through. Is that the sleeve? The sleeve. The uh, uh, yeah, Regardless. Any of them. Any of them. Yeah. Ugh. Um, and I have friends who have been very successful with sure, it. Sure, sure, I'm sure. I'm not sure. saying I, I'm speaking from my experience. Well, but you're specifically calling out this exact question. You're, is, exactly. This is exactly what you were saying. So the reason I don't think you necessarily need to switch doctors is because this doctor didn't say. Exactly. Well, you need bariatric surgery. That's the fix for it. Right. You know, surgery. It's like first do no harm. The. The Hippocratic oath? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, is it Hippocratic? No, I think it's, uh, hip, yeah, it is. It Hippocratic. is. It's a hippopotamus Hippocratic, oath. Yeah. Um, you know, first do no harm. The last thing a doctor should want to do is cut into your body. Yeah, exactly. You know, so when I was like, um, my shoulder really hurts. You need bariatric surgery. Uh, thanks so much. That's yeah. really helpful. But the fact that your doctor brought up depression and prescribed you, um, medication, which I've been on several medications as well, that weight gain is one of the possible right. side effects. Right, right, Every right. medication, like ask your doctor if Bluey Blue is right for you. Right. It has a zillion possible, you know, side effects. Side effects. Yeah. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. What I would do is taking this diagnosis from your doctor which I'm assuming is your, you know, general practitioner. Sure, sure. And say, okay, do I trust this? Let me talk to a mental health professional mm. to explore it deeper. Mm. Because if you are worried about, you know, there's something to be said for for GPs diagnosing depression and giving out anti oh, antibiotics yeah, yeah. anti depressants. depressants and stuff like that yes yes so not that i'm saying your doctor's bullshit but to take what he had to offer you based on what you were presenting to him you know i might seek out a psychiatrist sure. to which psychiatrist has such a bad vibe because it's like in the fifties, it'd be like, you're going to a psychiatrist, right? but you know, there's therapists and then there's psychiatrists who are the doctors right. that can prescribe meds. And if you're interested in that, um, I would pursue that. And then also you could ask a psychiatrist who might have a, a much fuller, uh, scope of all the antidepressants medical stuff out there yes. that he might say okay here's one that doesn't have that as a side effect absolutely because i have many and throughout my life i've had tons hundreds of friends and family members that use antidepressants and it is 
a bit of a crapshoot. It like, is. Like you can one one med can be the absolute one hundred percent perfect med for one person, and it's a hundred percent wrong for the next person. Yeah, it's so uh, 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 finicky and picky. Yeah. The, the, different medications it's it's so odd but it really does benefit you if you're choosing between a wide variety and just the go-to that your yeah. general practitioner will just throw at people yeah and i've been on uh my crazy pills for mm. for years let me think about it maybe 20 years wow and i have taken two vacations from them how long one was, I mean, probably about six months. One mm. was self-imposed where I was like, I don't want to like, none of this is this. anything. Yeah. My brain, you know, it's just affecting my brain. These aren't helping anything. I'm going to go off them. And that did not work. Mm -hmm. I have, you know. Did you taper off? Because. Oh, no. I oh just, my no, God. I just stopped. Uh, I just stopped. Depression and, meds are horrible if you just stop. Yeah. And. Oh certain symptoms of self-harm of Ooh. like certain like really strong shit yeah came back so that Ooh. was the one time i don't think that was that long okay but the other time that i took a quote-unquote vacation was not my it wasn't my choosing but i didn't know i could reach out for help i lost my health insurance oh of course because i hadn't this is you know, whatever, 15, 20 years ago, too. Right. I we hadn't live in worked a horrible enough. country that doesn't care yeah, about you. Yeah. So I hadn't worked enough and I lost my health insurance. Wow. And lost and didn't have my, you know, my meds anymore. Huh. And that shit got so fucking dark. Wow. The darkest time of my life. And, Whew. um, I don't even want to get into how dark it was. Maybe another time. Were you still using at the time? Yeah. So you must have been also self-medicating there. Oh, yeah, too. definitely. I was nice and depressed and smoking a depressant 24-7. Right. So that was great. I I'm really helping myself. And eventually, Ooh. you know, I talked to somebody, but it was like I would wake up from my bed, barely be able to make it to the couch oh. and just be this like it was like going down the drain. I watched. Dickie Roberts' child star. <laughs> oh no! About seven thousand times. Oh god! With and without the director's commentary. <laughs> oh no! It it was it was really rough. Oh. And eventually, I talked to some people. They said, "Oh, you can you know get an appointment with the city." Yeah, yeah. Like you know the whatever it's called. You right. Know, the county. Right. You know, right. 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 Get help. Get therapy. Get medication. And that's what I did eventually. Okay. And I was still using because mm, okay. they they'd be like you know they take they take blood you know blood, sure. blood drive yeah if there's yeah. a blood drive get blood <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm sure they'll test for COVID if you can't get in for a test um, you know they take you know pee pee tests yeah. and and do it and and I'd be like and it wasn't secret I'd be like you're gonna find weed yeah because that's really all I was on and this is all you you really were using way before it was legal anywhere too so that was yes. another thing all these little bitches that just say well there are two shops down the street from me <laughs> and i'm like dick i had to drive 45 minutes to the parking lot of the strip club <laughs> to meet my friend quote unquote, quote unquote 
Um, I know. So, yeah, this is when it was still clandestine and difficult and you never knew what you were going to get. What an oddly specific rock bottom. Yeah. Like that was that would be that's a rock bottom that would only happen to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's excellent. Everything about my life has been excellent up to this point. The point, the is, point is Nyla. Yeah. When I, you know, reached out for help to professional set of people and got the help. Clark is right. There's a lot of different medications. Tons. We tried stuff on. We tried stuff on. <laughs> I put on the boots. I put on the Prozac. We saw which fit better. Someone else put on the boots and Prozac and we said who wore it best. Um, but I finally, you know, with the doctors found a little cocktail that works. Perfect. That really works. Good. And it doesn't fix everything. That's, you know? Yeah, I don't think that's ever what they're claiming it to do. No, and that, but that's the point. Also, when you go to the county, they don't give you anything fun. Oh, dude, they're really? not handing out the Xanax, yeah. you know, which is a lot of the problem, too, is yeah. people have these issues and get, you know, uh, opioids yeah. or get I don't think Xanax is an opioid. It's I can't remember my my training from the <laughs> detox unit, but to get something to help you with depression, with something else like that, I would seek out the help of a specialist yes. to do that. I do think though, Nyla, that your doctor was fantastic for not just immediately claiming it to be obesity and you need to have surgery. Yeah. So that that's to me, a great thing. I, I think you shouldn't lose this doctor. Yeah. I like your doctor. I for like not this saying doctor. That. That's a good, that's a good doctor. If that's what you wanted him to say, you should see my old doctor <laughs> or any other doctor. I know. <laughs> So Nyla, hang in there. Um, I'm glad that I'm glad your doctor set you on this path. And just know I didn't want to go on meds. Yeah. I tried to go off them. I saw what it did. Yep. And so take whatever trust you have and build on that. Yeah. And hopefully you start to feel better. And fuck stupid stigmas. Right? Ugh. Ugh. All right. Well, let's move on. Hopefully that helped, Nyla. Um, this next question I am so excited about. Okay. Because we have, I have put this in the lineup to be a question for easily four or five episodes. Oh, and no. it keeps getting cut. You cut it? Because why? Because of time. We keep oh, running out we, of time and I keep having to cut it. Because so I, I run it, my fucking mouth nonstop. <laughs> so I put it really early in this episode. Okay, good. Well, what so is it? So we can finally get to it. It's a simple question. It's a very simple question. It's an anonymous question. Okay. Uh, and it's a sex question. Ooh. And it's, uh, here's the question. What do you do when you're the adventurous one? And then in quotes, female Ooh. and your husband is kind of just plain Jane in the bedroom. Ooh, that's well, from anonymous. Tell him to turn on the podcast right now. <laughs> um, that is something I can relate to. Okay. I am very adventurous and Clark is boring. <laughs> um, you know, we have talked on the show before about, Sex toys or yep. marital aids, yes. as they would say. In the 60s. In the 60s or the 50s or back massagers, <laughs> as they would say in the Sharper Image catalog. That's right. Um, that is definitely something to bring into the equation, even if you're the only one using them. Mm. Anonymous. Yeah. You know, if you're going for it, 
Yeah. And your husband's there. Mm-hmm. He'll either take interest. Yeah. Or he won't and walk away. Yeah. And that's a bigger issue. That's that. Then you're looking at a really big issue. Yeah. And I don't know how, you know, deep. Did she say it's her, it's her husband? Uh, Yes. Okay. Your husband. Husband is just kind of plain Jane. So I, I'd assume you know each other fairly well. <laughs> yes. But if sex is an issue and you're wanting more and, you know, I've always felt it's really helpful felt. I've found it's really helpful yeah. to really dig in and share fantasies. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've found that a lot, not just with partners of mine, but talking to other friends and this and that, sure. that a lot of times it's like, yeah, I really like this, but I, I don't want to tell him he'll think blah, blah, blah. Right. You're already fucking married. Right. Exactly. You know, like, it's going to take a little time to <laughs> unravel that if you're like, I'd really like you to hang me upside down and, you know, eat salami off my buttocks. Right. I don't think salami would necessarily. Oh, no, salami would stick. Pepperoni might not. Sure. But why would it be on the buttocks? Honey, don't judge anonymous. All right. Sorry. Her fetishes are her own. Okay. So that's one thing that I would suggest. I mean, I like that no matter what the sex question is, my first answer is like, we'll get some sex toys. <laughs> it's like I have my own shop. I'm like, go to my Etsy shop. Seriously. I think I think we found a new brand that you can work oh, with. Oh, God. And the tip of all of them is just kind of my face. <laughs> oh, dear. Every time you come, it just screams out, quiet! Quiet! <laughs> This is a vibrator. <laughs> oh, that's so distressing. That's so disquieting. Um, if you're going to be in bed with your wife, find her goddamn clit. There you go. You idiot. Uh, so if you haven't, Anonymous, mm -hmm. told your husband your fantasies, yeah. or if you haven't got any from him, um, I would push it a little. Yeah. I mean, at the, at the very end of the day, if you are dissatisfied, which you're not saying you are, you're just kind of saying like, oh, yeah, he's playing Jane and I'm yeah. you know, a little adventurous. So I would say, you know, if there needs to be some trust there, tell him your fantasies, try to get his, his out of them. Yeah. I had a, a, relationship that was like pulling fucking teeth and yep. when we finally opened up it was like oh we are into the exact same thing yes and let me just say from a different point of view here from mm -hmm. the guy's point yes, of view please there's also a, i'd say a big uh section of men that don't fucking know like they they watch porn and they like having sex and that's about as much as they know about themselves. Yeah. And everything else is, you know, there's stigma attached to everything. Yeah. And a lot of guys are embarrassed. A lot of guys are shy. And maybe they do have things that they would like to try, but they feel like as soon as they say something, they're going to be judged. Yeah. Or they're going to be, you know, scare the their partner away. Whatever it is, there's, a, I think there is a large section of the male population that would respond so well if it was brought to their attention. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. if somebody came to them and said, Hey, 
I think we should go to a sex shop and find some things to play with. Yes. They would respond a lot better than you would think. And these are the guys that would never in a million years come to you and go, hey, I think we should go to a sex shop exactly. and buy some stuff. And as Clark noted in a previous show, now you can wear a mask yes. when you go into a sex shop. Now is the perfect time it's to go to a sex shop. the perfect time shops. for a plain Jane shy, yes. whatever. But Clark also brought up something that I, and this could be controversial, okay. but porn. Yes. Porn, porn. people... Hate it. They're disgusting. They love it. They think it's empowering. They think it's using women, like whatever it is. Right. I like porn. Yeah. And that's a way to just, I mean, put it on. Yeah. If he's watching, you know, Fox News or take if, it out. And <laughs> if you're, if you're, if you're interested in trying something, find a porn where they do that thing. Yes. And show your partner that porn. Show and tell. Yeah. See what they were their reaction is to seeing somebody else doing something you want to do. Yes. Uh, also, I do have to say, if you do want to start something, if your husband is plain Jane or your wife is plain Jane, whatever it is, and you want to try and get them to be more adventurous, you got to make sure to slowly ramp that shit yeah. up. <laughs> do not try to hit that at 60 miles an hour. It's going to fail miserably. Don't you, you put the blindfold on him like it's a surprise birthday party and you end up like in an open field with a <laughs> pop-up sex club. Exactly. Yeah, that's going too far. You want to start slow. Start slow and ask him, hey, find a porn of something you like. Yeah. If he can't verbalize it, yeah. You know, show me. Ma I'm a big proponent of show me, don't tell me. Absolutely. And I... I constantly tell people men have very weird sexual hangups yeah and talking is one of them so it's gonna it, sometimes it's hard to get a guy to talk about fun sex shit he wants to yeah. do but in the end maybe it'll be worth it i hope it will please write back <laughs> Anonymous. please please send the video you show him <laughs> to askloribeth.com or, or the toys you buy or, or <laughs> if anyone out there uh, makes toys i think the lb dildo is just like 10 seconds away from making we'll a million do that dollars. we'll do one of those like uh molds yeah, of my face of your face and my, my face to start with <laughs> and we'll take it from there i love it all right i hope that helps let's move on to question number three uh, and question number three comes from a young lady named Caroline. And Caroline says, my partner is mostly great, but he does this thing when we're watching TV where he'll pause to say something, then press play, and then he'll keep fucking talking. It's been six years and he doesn't show signs of stopping. Is it time to just throw the whole man out? That's from Caroline. Um, okay. I'm really sorry to say, Caroline, that I do the same thing as your <laughs> husband. Oh, no. And I'm so glad to hear from you how annoying it is because <laughs> I need to, I mean, I j and of course, every time I stop it, I have something fabulous to say. <laughs> of course. Well, hey, I watch TV with you. You do have funny things to yes, say sometimes. Yes, I do. But, um... I won't usually stop it unless I'm like asking a question, you know, like I'll just talk right, over shit. Right. But um, yeah, I don't think this is something to throw the whole man out over. No. He said he's mostly great. And this is the only, I mean, unless the other part that's mostly not great is like he beats you mercifully, <laughs> right. merc mercilessly. There you go. 
mercifully would be a strange way yeah, to that beat would be someone. Very, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm so sorry, punch, I know. punch. I mean, part of me, I, I, does she say she's asked him to stop? Uh, No. Okay. No. You could ask him to stop. You could take the remote away. Yeah, that's my that's my solution. Yeah, take the remote away. Give he, he can talk as much as he wants. You just need to take control of the remote. Yes. And an angry shh goes a long way. <laughs> Tell him to quiet it's a TV. Yell library style. There you quiet, go. it's a television. <laughs> um, or honestly, like a really fed up shut up would be, I mean. Just when you're exasperated. That would definitely work. Yes, but I, I feel like on the scale of issues with relationships, <laughs> this one's kind of far down the list of cut and run. Yeah. Uh, so please talk to him, Caroline. <laughs> and uh, take that remote. Take back control. Take the remote. Yes. You, you, as long as you're on top of the remote uh, uh, usage. There's no reason why you, uh, this is another man, woman thing. It, yeah. Right. It's like it, it, the person that is in charge of the remote should be the person that's best at being in charge of the remote. And if he won't shut up, get some Bluetooth headphones. If you have a smart TV, <laughs> that's your listening agent. <laughs> there you go. He can sit there and talk all he wants. <laughs> yeah, I like it. All right. Let's move on to our fourth question. Okay. Uh, our fourth question is actually from uh, somebody named Schrodinger's Gatto. Oh, he's on um, Instagram. Oh, is he? And I love his name and he's awesome. I believe we, he's asked the question before, but uh, uh, Schrodinger's Gatto is back again. Oh, is it a she? Might be a she. Anyway, uh, Schrodinger's Gatto No, I think it's asks, a dude. Is it a dude? Schrodinger's Gatto asks, hey, COVID wrecked my trip to Sweden and Iceland back in April 2020. So I'm looking forward to picking that back up soon. I'm one shot in to my vaccine, so I'm hopeful. I'm adventurous, single, and traveling solo. I want to throw caution to the wind. I'm not meeting anyone at touchdown, but I wouldn't mind meeting someone while I'm there. Wink, wink. I need your amazing advice, my beautiful friend. I've never been to either country, so I'll take your bad advice as gospel. Hope y'all are well and are doing amazing. I wait with bated breath. TTYL. Schrodinger's gato. Your question is alive and dead at the same time. If anybody doesn't know the theory of Schrodinger's cat, go look it up. Yeah. It's pretty friggin' awesome. Yes. It's all sciencey mm -hmm. and like theory-ish. <laughs> um, I've I I do often ruminate on it, which I don't know if that makes me a nerd or just awesome. Oh, a little bit of both. But exactly. So, okay. First of all, Finland must be around there. So find sure. the chicky who wrote to us about Finland oh, last right. week. That's right. I can't remember her name. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, I'm so sorry, chicky. Um, so you guys <laughs> could go on a big trip if that's true love, and you met through the podcast. There you go. He's looking for. Uh, exactly. He's looking for love. So I, of course. Oh, this is it. We're how much twenty minutes in, and this is the first time I've had to say, make sure you're inoculated. Yeah, make there you sure. Go. Sweden is accepting American cargo. That's right. All that kind of stuff. Um, and COVID, COVID, safety, safety. Um, I think it's pretty awesome to pick up and go somewhere you haven't gone. Yeah. It is, you know, your choice, what you want to do. Yeah. 
what do you want to do? I hope you're going to look up the Swedish, you know, tourism board (laughs) and see what's there. I am, we've said before, like a professional tourist. Right. I always look for stuff to do. What's the highlight? What's the special thing? You know, botanical gardens, museums, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I kind of suss out what I want to do. Yeah. And without anybody slowing you down, Gato. Yeah. um, You know, the, 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 the country is your oyster. <laughs> I'm sure they have oysters in Sweden. Sweden sure. where? What Sweden are, and Iceland. And Iceland. Yeah. So that's fairly exotic. Mm-hmm. And I have never been to either of those places. Yeah. So I would. If I remember correctly, I believe there's Swedes in Iceland and ice in Sweden. Oh, I believe that's true. Oh, I might be thinking of Greenland. And browns in Greenland, I think. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's We're American. Every other country yeah. is just one thing. Exactly. Um. So as far as going by yourself and saying, hey, am I going to meet someone here? That's something to look up. Look up the nightlife. Look up, you know, what's going on there. Yeah. Look up. Stop by Amsterdam and go to the red light district. Well, uh, if you're looking for uh, a quickie or, you know, a one night stand, you just want to fling. That's fantastic. If if uh, Schrodinger's Gato is going there to find love, uh, Schrodinger's Gato better be prepared to, to move to Sweden or Iceland. <laughs> no, he's not. He just wants a little wink wink. OK, he's not meeting anyone at touchdown, but he wouldn't mind hitting a home run. OK, that's the that's the Gato I know. <laughs> that's what I that's what I gathered from his questions. Right. So, yeah, I mean. Again, I'm so sorry you have one of those questions that I have to mom out about, about COVID. So beyond that, though, you're free. Yeah. You know, you're free. Go where the, I was going to say, go where the young people are. I don't know how old you are. Right. Yeah. Either go to where the young people are or go to the senior center, (laughs) depending on what you're looking for. And there's nothing in between. No, no. That was those... (laughs) Every other foreign country is uh, all split up between <laughs> teen centers and old age homes. There's just grandchildren and grandparents, and no one knows how it happened. Um, do your research. Yeah. Do your research. Yes, yes. And find what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Find what the things you like to do, what interests you. Base your, you know, geography around that. Yeah. And then look for the social scenes. Yeah. And and if you're interested in having a fling, kind of be honest about it, you know. Right. You know, it's there's I've had friends that have gone on vacation, fallen in love, and it's awful and heartbreaking, or it's a scam, mm-hmm. or like I've my friends have had every different I ask I sound like I have a million friends and they all do so much with their lives I've just had a few friends that have had this situation come up yeah 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 so whatever you're doing when you're down there looking to hook up go to places where people look to hook up right and and kind of make it clear what you're after yeah I mean make it clear you're there not like I want to have your vagina right like not clear like that right but just uh you know, hey, I just want to have a good time. And if it helps, uh, tell uh, whoever you're meeting that Lori Beth said it was okay. Yeah, Lori Beth. I know that she I'm, gave her approval. I'm really big in Sweden. <laughs> 
My numbers are huge. <laughs> Have fun. Good luck. Be safe. Yes, absolutely. I uh, hope that helps, Gato. Uh, and now we're going to move to our rotating segment of the week. And it is one of our favorite. It is Inevitable Information. And now, Lori Beth Denberg with more Inevitable Information for your everyday lives. Oh, my God. I still Yay. haven't gotten over how cool that is. Yeah. Soup, the actual announcer from actual <laughs> vital information from actual all that actually <laughs> recorded that for us. I That's love that. That's very cool. So cool. So I said, Clark, let's do an inevitable information because I just remembered this crazy story. Okay. Of the, it, it's referred to in my in my brain and with others that were there as too many Girl Scouts. Okay. There was this, you know, Nickelodeon, we did our shows, you know, I did all that and right. figure it out. Right. But then there were also just dozens and dozens of little trips we took. Right. Nick takes over your school. We go to Ohio to do that there where the kid won. Right. You know, all different stuff. And I don't know what it was, but it was a... Six Flags theme park, I believe, in San Jose, mm. California, mm. near San Jose. And uh, Irene Ung of Shelby Woo fame. Oh, yeah. She played Shelby Woo. Nice. Um, she couldn't go at the last minute. Oh. So I got called in. I'm I'm excellent second stringer. Well, you were also, I mean, you came into all that close to 18. Yeah. So you were the eldest amongst all of the kind of Nick yeah, kids. So it's so easy to throw legally in Legally wise, it was much easier for them to bring yeah. you than another kid. So it ends up being me and Amanda. Oh, okay. And Amanda's family. She must have been like maybe 11 or 12, wow. something like that. And so we go and there we get there and there are too many Girl Scouts. Oh, no. Um, well, no at, this, it, at the Six Flags? Yeah. No, it wasn't like a like a getting crushed at the concert situation. OK, it's just, it was just all Girl Scouts all huh. the time. So we were just running around. I don't even remember what we necessarily did. We had a really good time. Huh. And it was one of those things where we were flying there because San Jose, it's like an hour flight yeah. from Los Angeles where I live. Right. So we flew up there and we did the thing and then we flew back and it was, so it was this crazy whirlwind. Mm. But I just remember having such a good time, such a good, good time. And wow. Amanda was there with a few members of her family mm. who I loved and we just hung out and did this. What? It, who was the group? Like it was there. There must have been a, a core group that was going around together. It was oh, you it's and just, Amanda yeah, and just, just one or two members of her family. Yeah. Okay. And, and then the like chaperone chicky from Nickelodeon. I think oh, okay. it was my friend Amy Baker. Oh, okay. Amy, if you're listening, I'd be surprised. You have a lot of things to do. <laughs> um. So, uh, so it was just. Like, really, first of all, I love theme parks. Yeah. Second of all, I love Amanda. Yeah. So we're all hanging out. But because <laughs> I remember because uh, I was replacing Shelby Woo. Right. I went and I got one of those, you know, you get like your name burned into a piece of wood. Right. And so I got it said LB Woo. <laughs> And that was like really, really fun. That's hilarious. But that was one of my, uh, probably my favorite. It was actually such a relief because Amanda's there with her sister and her parents. Mm. And we all went out to dinner after. In and, the park? Uh, no, I think it was after, after. And 
Amanda was just tired and she and her sister were kind of like crabbing at each mm. other. And I was like, it is so nice to see that you are real people because they're always so happy and like all on. this stuff together. Not even on, but I mean, she's just a sweet girl. Yeah. And there's a reason for it. And her sister was awesome. And I went to go see her sister in her high school plays. Okay. And, you know, it was just, but just, I just remember being at like, dinner and them being like, I don't want to like crabby. And I was like, okay, I'm good now. That's this funny. Is good. And from, from that day forward, it was too many girl scouts. I wish I could remember what we were doing. Yeah. It must've been. Cause you know, uh, there's a, a six flags here in LA mm -hmm. and I've gone to six flags where there's, you know, Voice, something similar where they have specific days where everyone in a group is invited. It's Magic Mountain Day yeah. and they all come from all around. So it might have been an actual like Girl Scout oh, meetup. Yeah. No, like, it totally an was. An official thing. What's the one that people wait for? The golf? Is it like golf night at Disneyland? Yeah. yeah. Bats Day. Ba yes. Yeah. So people look forward to that. I I want to go to Disneyland. They just announced that there's like uh in four or five days they're going to start selling tickets. Oh. And then at the end of the month you're allowed to go in. Okay. And they said June is when they are going to open up the new uh, Marvel Avengers campus at oh, California Christ. Adventure. Okay, you and I are going summer after next then. Okay. Because there's going to be a line. Oh yeah! From Until Marvel's summer after next, that ends up at your front door. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll start here, and we'll so, work our way to. Yeah, I just, I mean, I have so many of these. I don't know if this story was an interesting no, to was. anyone. Sure, sure, sure. But it's like these. Um, and I remember we went on a log flume. We went on a couple crazy rides, and I have pictures of all of yeah. this back when you had to have a camera. Oh, that's funny. You know, and it's just. These isolate these isolated incidents <laughs> um, are just like so stuck in my mind, yeah. and the things that get stuck in my mind are they're just special little memories. Yeah, and it's it's fun too because during that time you were so busy doing all of this shit in front of the camera. Yeah, I think it's fun to hear about things that were happening when the cameras weren't on. And, it is and. and that you you were really friends. Like, I know you, even at the time when we were hanging out, you used to talk about Shelby Woo all the time. <laughs> she you lived with me for a while. loved Shelby Woo. Yeah. So there, it was just so nice to know that, yeah, in front of the cameras, you all look nice and friendly. Yeah. But also behind the scenes, you know, people really liked each other. And, yeah. And were really friends. I, I think like that's it. really sweet. I liked it. I'm going to throw in another quick anecdote that just came to my head. Sure. I was at, I did something. It was Barbie University. Whoa. I don't, it was somewhere like in West Hollywood. It was just a big event with like the women that are like, I'm Barbie, sure. which is like troublesome. Sure, sure. And it was all for girls and they had different classes huh. and the kids would go to, you know, I don't know what it was like an art class or a fashion class or a pet, pet grooming class. Yeah, to learn like different stuff. Yeah. And I was there to be the MC for the like posts, you know, post university ceremony. Sure, sure. And I'm like, but I need to know what's going on. Right. I need to, I want to go through the thing. Right. So I just go, and of course, 
I'm thinking, well, everyone knows I'm Lori Beth Denberg. <laughs> like I'm here because I'm Lori Beth Denberg. Sure, sure. So I just go, and Nickelodeon gave me a chance. Like I did not have, we've talked about before, I had a pretty shitty childhood. Yeah. So all of a sudden, when I'm 18 and over, I have this like, buffet of children childhood things to do yeah you know i'm going to i'm working at a theme park right. i'm doing all of this stuff that i can just really enjoy you're literally going to elementary school yes exactly <laughs> which was a shock because playing in the playground exactly so i went to, so of course everyone must know exactly who i am <laughs> so i go up to the table and i think that this um this was for, I don't know, like seven to 10 year olds, something like that okay. girls. And I go up to the table and I say to one of the women working, I go, I'd like to go to Barbie university, oh, like no. all cute and funny thinking she'll laugh. Right. And she just had this look like, I don't know what to do. Oh no. I don't know what to do. She didn't know what to make of oh, me. Oh no. And I said it all crazy like that. Like, sure. I'd like to go to Barbie University because I wanted to know, you know, what the kids were doing. So that I could comment yeah, on it, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. during the MC, like who had fun at the blah, blah, blah. Right. So then luckily, I mean, this woman just froze in her tracks. <laughs> and I don't know if she was like, I don't know if you have a malady. I don't want to offend you right. or make you upset. Or have you ripped my head off in a rage? <laughs> so luckily, someone else who had brought me to the event came and said, oh, no, this is the MC, blah, blah. And so I got to go. But it's just that one. That's like the reason I don't. Uh, if someone recognizes me, I make them actually ask. OK, this is I don't know if we've talked about the rules before. Right. I'd certainly not. I don't know if we've talked about it on the air. Yeah. So my rule is I will do anything. I'll take picture or you know sign out of whatever yeah. all that kind of stuff but you have to actually ask yeah because i'm not going to go around the whole time and be like well of course you know me i'm from tv right uh because that's but super there's, gross there's also just a lot of people out there who will just say your name and then just like look at you waiting for you to do something yeah or the worst sing the all that theme song five yeah. feet for me but uh, but the reason the real reason is because I know I'm going to do that one time and then someone's going to be like, no, you went to Nobel Junior High, right? <laughs> right? And then it's like, how big of a fucking asshole am I? Yeah, exactly. You know, so that's kind of what I did with this woman at the table. <laughs> like, of course she knows me. She'll think it's so funny that I want to go to Barbie University. Right. And it was just this horrible moment for her oh, that is of so just funny. like, I don't know how to handle this. <laughs> I don't know how to handle this. And luckily the other chickie came and helped me out. Oh, that's good. And it was gorgeous. <laughs> did you did you pass? Did you graduate? I of course not. You know my history with education. <laughs> you flunked out of Barbie. University. I was on my way to the dean's list and then <laughs> it all fell apart. Oh, that's really I got funny. kicked out for biting Ken's dick off. <laughs> that's where it happened. All right. I like it. All right. Well, let's uh I that was really fun. I do have one last question though before we go. Okay. And this is from uh somebody named Mary. Hi, Mary. And this is what Mary asks. She says, Hi, my name's Mary from Louisiana. And I got this guy that wants to have a relationship with me. I've known him for about two years, and he says he loves me. I want to let him get close to me. I really do, but he comes up with all these hollow promises, and I'm not really sure I can trust him because he's not that dependable. 
He only shows up about 60% of the time, so 40% of the time, I'm feeling lonely and mad. When he does show up, he's really fun to be with. He's really cool, and I like him, but I don't know what to do. You're the kind of person that doesn't sugarcoat stuff, and that's the way I am, and that's why I like you, and I thought you could help me with this. What do you think I should do? Should I sit him down and tell him to change or else I'm out? Or do I just say bye? Ay, adios mio, Mary. Yeah. I don't sugarcoat things. Nope. And I'm hoping I'm not going to be too biased from my own experiences with this. I picked this question for a reason. Oh, God. Clark knows the terrible trajectory of my love life. Yeah. Um, but it's looking up. <laughs> I have no evidence for that. That is not. Just, my love life is in a box. It uh, could be alive and dead at the same time. Schrodinger's uh, yeah. love life. Um, Schrodinger's love life. Mary. I have been in this situation. Yep. Um, I regret letting it go on so long. Yeah. Yeah. I asked for what I needed. Yes. And got the lies. Sure. You know, what turned out to be lies. I can totally do that. Yes. And I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. I can change. If you haven't yet, you can. I mean, she says what? Two years? Um, yeah, known him for about two years, and he says he loves me. Okay. If see, I feel bad that I'm right. like, right. I'm like putting my relationship and my experience on you. Like, right. if he really loves you, girl, <laughs> like I'm your bad girlfriend that gets on the phone is like, you gotta kick him to the curb, girl. You deserve better than that. But you do. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent So if you haven't, you can sit him down. You don't even have to sit him down. It's not like the principal's office. Right. But tell him what you're feeling. Yeah. What you need and what you're not getting. Yes. And say. And don't dance around it. No. Don't make it like a metaphor. Yeah. You gotta be super blunt. Well, super blunt, but also if you want to be with him, it's not like this is the problem when you have, you know, the sitcom like dreary guy and the battle axe wife. Right. You know, everyone has their little, you know, persona that they're supposed to fill in the caricature of. Right. So if you want to be with this guy, if it's 60 percent good, mm -hmm. you know, you can say, look, this is really good, but it's not giving me what I need. Yeah. Here's what I need. And there might be a, an opportunity. Look, the right man would hear that yeah. and respond with, okay, well, I need to do X, Y, and Z, which is causing me to flake out on you or whatever. How do we solve this? Yes. Right? Because maybe that's a problem. Maybe it's uh, he needs to be more upfront with you about, you know, I got to work late all this week or I got to, you know, be gone this weekend. Whatever it is, it's clearly not enough for you. And he needs to hear that and respond well enough to not jump out of his skin to be like super defensive. Yeah. But also just listen to you and try and maybe you two can try and fix the problem together. Yes. Because a problem like this is not going to be solved by you doing something or just him doing something. Exactly. However, if you have a talk with him. Yeah. And he gives you the answers you want to hear. Right. That doesn't mean much. 
without the action behind it. Yes, exactly. That is where I was. I heard what I want to hear. I got told what I wanted to hear. I got just enough to keep me hanging on. And at the end of it, I was just... I left that relationship with this overwhelming sense of humiliation mm-hmm. by looking back to the first time I ever had to ask for what I wanted and not just calling it quits then. Yep. And because I knew. Yeah. I really knew. And I just, it's like, oh, it could be so close to what I want. This could be great. And I kept getting hurt and hurt and hurt and hurt. Right. And I allowed that. Yeah. I allowed that by sticking with something because I heard what I wanted to hear. It wasn't your fault. I, I, you know, I I don't think anyone could ever blame you for sticking around and wanting to make this relationship work. Yeah. But yeah, looking back on it, it was a poor decision. Yeah, it was. It, it was really hard. Yeah. It was really hard being in the relationship. Yeah. And hoping, and maybe if I do this, then that'll be the thing that pushes it toward what I want, you know. But it's also, it's even harder after the relationship now. Because you look back on it with such fucking regret. Yeah. I just, and I don't want to be in that position ever again. Yeah. And, you know, I'll probably stupidly do it again. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. But that was such a destructive period of time for me that you know if if i could go back to two years yeah you know it was like four years and then a lot of time afterwards yeah really stuck in a bad place and (sighs) clark knows yeah and um so you can tell him what you need to tell him Who's this from? Uh, This is from Mary. That's what I thought. I almost just said Mary. Mary from Louisiana. But I doubted myself. Um, Tell him what you need to tell him. Yeah. Ask for what you need. Yeah. That's the difference. It's not not so much saying, you don't give me this. It's, here's what I need. Right. And hopefully, you'll get a response that isn't just promises. Yeah. Promises are great, but promises can be broken. You don't need a promise. You need a plan. You need a plan. And at this point in a relationship, I feel like communication is very important. But at this point, I don't need to be told. I need to be shown. Yes. 100%. action is what I'm after. Is Showing me that you're invested, showing me that you care about what I need. Because for a lot of things, you know, even if they like, I just, I would hate for somebody, I would hate for Mary to tell him what she needs, why she's upset for him to placate her and say like, yeah, I'm so sorry. I'll make sure I never do it again. And then he just slow drips her for another three years. Yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to help you avoid, Mary. You know? And uh, your your boyfriend isn't my ex boyfriend. Right. I, I hope it's not. I, I certainly hope if it's, it's not. the same guy. Let's get together. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I have a real personal stake in this kind of situation. Yeah, but I am not in Louisiana with you. I don't know. But to me, actions speak, to coin a phrase, actions speak louder than words. Oh, I like it. 
So that's what I would be interested in seeing. Yeah. Once you say, here's what I need. Right. And then it's like, okay, if he's not going to give you what you need, you have your answer. Yeah. You have your answer. And it's a sad answer, but you can't yeah. let the sadness of the answer keep you from the reality of what that means. Yeah. You know, it is sad, but it will be sad when you break up with him and it'll be sad if you stay with him. So you might as well just break up with him now. Yes. And try and find somebody that doesn't make you sad. That would be the best advice we've ever given. <laughs> try to find someone who doesn't make you sad. What a low bar right? that I'm looking for in a relationship. Oh, God. I'm looking for a guy who just backhands me. <laughs> No Not more, a fist. No more fists. No more fists, but just a quick backhand. Uh, Maybe on the bottom to knock the salami off. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> well, this has been quite an episode. I feel a little, I feel a little serious and yeah. a little tired. Yeah, there's, there's a lot going on. Yeah. But I think we uh we helped out a lot of people and told some fun stories along the way, and hopefully everyone had some fun. Uh if you have any questions for Lori Beth, we're looking for questions. If it's, you know, relationship-based, sex-based, any friendship-based, yeah. anything. Travel, travel, pets. yeah. We're I mean, looking for any kind of questions, and hopefully you've got some good ones. If you have anything, please send it to us at AskLoriBeth.com. You can hit us up on all the socials at AskLoriBeth, or just leave us a message with your name and where you're from at one eight five five denberg That's one eight five five D E N B E R G. One eight five five three three six two three seven four, and you can find me at LB Denberg on Instagram, That's right. and at Lori Beth Denberg on Twitter, and at the Lori Beth Denberg fan page Ooh. on Facebook. <laughs> and there's so many places for me to forget to post <laughs> for you to see. And if you want to book me for a personalized video for a loved one, or uh, hated one, or 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 anyone, anyone, a stranger, just pick someone out of the. Phone book and yeah, freak them out. There you go. Uh, you Jerk can style. book me at cameo.com slash Lori Beth. Yay. All right. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. I had a great time. Did you have a good time today, Lori? I had a good time. And thank you for listening, little bunnies. Woo! Thank you for listening. Bye. Bad Advice stars Lori Beth Denberg and Clark Crozier. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Our theme song is written and performed by Natty Ward. If you or someone you love is in need of some bad advice, you can submit your own question on our socials, all of which are Ask Lori Beth, or on our website at AskLoriBeth.com, or for a nostalgic twist, you can call 1-855-DENBERG. That's right, 1-855-336-2374, and leave your question in there. Thanks for listening. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.